of desks and day jobs. Uh, I am your new DM, Yes, uh, and we are sitting here with our new cast. Uh, this is going to be just like a little uh, leveling up episode. I don't know if you enjoy those or don't enjoy those. If you don't, go ahead and start with episode number one, which is our next episode. Um, but we're going to be uh, doing a little discussion of what our characters have been up to uh, in the months since the adventure to the shipping facility. Uh, and we're going to talk about some new changes we're doing to the gameplay uh, to get you guys ready to enjoy uh, all the minutia of uh, the start of our next adventure. So let's go around the table and check in with people. Uh, so let's start, actually, we're going to start with Stuart. If that, or we'll start with uh, Brew because we, we, we already talked about what Brew did, and I was already very enchanted by it. <laughs> Uh, uh, sure. So, uh, Broob has been taking up a lot of hobbies. Um, she is in a summer stock show. It's As You Like It. She plays William, who's like a <laughs> preteen boy, uh, who has four lines. And, um, and she's oh, I really... Know William. I know that character. What? He's a big old goober. <laughs> yeah, what a goober, right? He's such a, such a little goof and, uh, okay... Reveal, uh, I was in that show and I played that part in the Virginia Shakespeare Festival. And after one of our shows, this woman who was helping run it was talking to all of us and she was like, I thought it was good, but I don't know why that William character was in it. And that was my only part. (laughs) (laughs) Um, That was was on the writing, not on you. (laughs) Yes. Yeah, Shakespeare. (laughs) Um, so, so Broob has been doing that, and then, uh, she also is volunteering a lot of her time at a puzzle emporium, um, so helping people of all ages solve puzzles and get out of escape rooms, uh, wearing (laughs) outfits like she's on the Titanic and she's helping them escape from the Titanic, you know, pretending to be a ship's captain, that kind of thing. Um, So Broob's become a much better actor. Not necessarily. Um, <laughs> she just does a lot but, more of it. She, yeah. <laughs> um, and other than that, uh, yeah, she's just trying to keep very busy. She's she's just running around, barely home. Oh, and Clorge, Clorge met a lady pelican, and there are some eggs, but they haven't oh. hatched yet. 
So you've started a pelican breeding. Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. Very good. Very good. All right. Just one other Don't pelican buy your in this whole from city. Pelican mills, folks. Yeah. Find, a, find a local breeder. Yeah, uh, okay. Let's now move. Uh, are you ready? Mm. Okay. Very good. So now we're moving to. Uh, st- oh, also, we should remind any listener who has perhaps forgotten what oh. uh, Brood is based on. Yeah. yeah Brood um, is a dwarf rogue. Um, she works in accounting, and she finally knows that. Um, and, uh, and she used to be a kid detective from Massachusetts, but she has since given up that lifestyle. Uh, so she doesn't look for clues anymore, but sometimes when she... Clues find her. Yes. Exactly. Sometimes the clues find her. Um, yeah. So same old broob, all new drama. New season, get ready. <laughs> I love that they got brewed back for this new season of Jersey Shore. <laughs> All right, Stuart, take it away. Um, cool. So uh, Stuart is a half-elf wizard. He uh, works in the IT department. And uh, what has he been up to? Well, let me tell you. Stuart uh, briefly joined a professional Overwatch team. Oh, nice. Uh, oh, my God, yes. Uh, his main, he play, He mostly plays Orisa or Zarya. Those uh, Fantasy. Orisa <laughs> We're going to keep doing fantasy in front of everything. <laughs> no, this is the real thing. Oh, this is the real thing? Oh, yeah. He went through a dimensional rift. <laughs> Zarya's underrated. I mean, one of the best tanks in the game, in my opinion, next to Reinhardt. Uh, I mean, uh, you're a Reinhardt man. I'm more of an Orisa guy. I'm a big fan of Horse Lisa. I like She's Zarya. a normal horse. <laughs> um... And uh, he made it up pretty high in the ranks. He was up there with his team, the uh, the, the the Smash Boys. Um, <laughs> and uh, unfortunately, uh, he got carpal tunnel. Oh jeez! Uh, and his joystick thumb just isn't as good as it used to be. Mm. So he. Had I to, will keep that in mind. He that had to might, bow out. That might be a penalty that uh, faces him in real life. We'll Uh-oh. see. Yeah, in his job. Uh, so yeah. Uh, so it looks like, if nothing else, Stuart succeeded in his mission to make more friends. Uh, no. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> he, he went out to try to make more friends, and he was just the big mean guy of the group. Oh, he, okay. he really, uh, when, it, when it's not in person, he really just, like, ramped up, and he was a dictator on the team. And they were more than happy to hear that he was leaving. <laughs> Okay, well, very good. Uh, and uh, uh, I guess before we move on to our new characters, I'll give you guys a little update on what Hobe has been up to. Uh, so as you're about to find out when you listen to our new episode, a lot of changes have happened in NPC. And one of those changes happened to Hobe. And Hobe is now suddenly in a position of power. Uh, and so a lot has changed in his life. And so he celebrated that by going off to a couple music festivals like he used to when he was young and stupid. So he went out with Rainforest to go to... Um, Fantasy the yeah. Governor's Ball and Fantasy <laughs> uh, Newport Folk Festival. And, so uh, I was just to say, like, Coachella just sounds fantasy already. Too. And, 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 fantasy yeah. EDC. <laughs> uh, a lot of fantasy things. Uh, but now he is back uh, and he is uh, back to work. Uh, him what? and Rainforest are stronger than ever. They have mm. a new apartment that he has filled with even more plants. And his biggest change is that uh, in, in addition to more puppets and more, like, Street puppetry that he's been trying to get into. He's street also, puppetry? Oh, yeah, he's taking it to the streets, baby. Uh, he's now into bonsai trees in a big way. Okay. Uh, to such a degree that now most of his houseplants are trimmed into uh, very tight styles, including the two weed trees that he has in his uh, closet. 
Uh, so that's his new hobby. So you're expecting me to believe that I would work for someone who does street puppetry? <laughs> <laughs> well, well, if you want to have that be a conflict between the two, you're welcome. <laughs> I think it might be for me personally. Yes. I think Stuart's fine. <laughs> Uh, okay, and now we have some very exciting news. So with our new season, uh, Orlando and Jordan unfortunately had to retire. Uh, finally, after a hundred years working at the company, uh, and he, uh, so we're going to be inviting some new adventures into our party. One of uh, both of them are going to be familiar to listeners of the show. Uh, first off, we have Agnes. Uh, Agnes is uh, a friend, that, an NPC that we met in the accounting department, and she will now be played by Liz Getty. Agnes is our tiefling bard. She's a punk rock girl and she's very freaking cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she plays mad guitar but has like bluegrass roots, so she's been trying to fiddle that back in. Uh, right now, her favorite thing is Mad Libs. Uh, to inspire her song lyrics. Nothing's more punk than that. <laughs> She's super cool. She plays Mad Libs and loves sometimes. Shoots and ladders. <laughs> sometimes she secrets. makes her. Sometimes she makes her own Mad Libs. DIY oh, <laughs> oh, yes. yeah, till the day she dies. <laughs> till the day she uh, insert now. Isn't writing your own Mad Libs and then inserting them just writing a story? Yes, but if you write them and then you wait long enough that you forgot, you can really play. Yeah. Hell yeah, dude. <laughs> <laughs> you write a med lib while you're like blackout drunk. <laughs> <laughs> Your keys are in the blank. The elephant. What? <laughs> uh, anything else you want to tell us about Agnes? Uh... I think that really sums her up. <laughs> awesome. So great. So great to have Agnes join us. And we also have another character joining us. This might be a surprise to listeners, but a new addition to the party is Maxwell. Ooh. Played by Brandon Kirkman. Yeah, I get to be the Vegeta of this podcast now. Oh my God. <laughs> You're starting that strong, huh? Yeah. Oh, I'm going right into those anime ad references. Um, yeah, I'm really excited to play him. Uh, I want to say that basically... All these events have been unfolding for his character solely since all the way with uh, Mad Max, well, Fury, of course. Um, mm-hmm. Fury Road. I added a lot of things to there. Um, but basically, since he had the one confrontation with Hope, uh, he's been really thinking about his life, saying, I have no close connections, both friend and romantically. I'm real sad all the time. Jeez. <laughs> and these, these friends in these office are always having such a good time. What's their secret? And then he realized, it's probably friendship. Um, so I think after going to Fantasy Otacon, um, the world's, I should say the nation's biggest, sorry, the Fantasy Nation's biggest <laughs> anime. <laughs> I'm trying to get on this lore, lore correct here. Yeah, yeah, thank you. It's totally like an Avatar thing. The yeah. Fantasy Nation. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but he just, once again, he went there and he saw all these groups of friends surrounded by each other, just bathed in love, talking about all their favorite fandoms and animes. And what he did just, he cosplay as? Oh, well, here's the thing. Uh, he's a big fan of the Shin Megami Tensei series. It's a very rich vein in both Japanese cinema and video games. Uh, sure. Lots of characters to pick from. But he decided... <laughs> <laughs> Everyone oh simultaneously around the table all just, like, massaged oh. our temples. Like, uh, <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, but so he decided it's very... to cos- I love it. I'm excited to learn so much about this. (laughs) Oh, yeah. No, I'm a live one for this knowledge. Um, (laughs) 
but he cosplayed as the Demi Fiend from uh, Shin Megami Tensei 3 Nocturne. Oh, oh sure. That, yeah. that does yeah. sound right. Yeah. The, the words of that that I understood, that sound very Maxwell. That's yeah. wonderful. We're very happy to have... Uh, so, uh, what's Maxwell's uh, base uh, character? Uh, so... I decided to go with classes I just uh, I like to play the most in Dungeons and Dragons that would fit with his character. Uh, one of my favorites, sorcerer. So I decided to make him a little sorcerer boy. Um, you know, of uh, going with his mid management origins too. So one thing I did is I switched around his uh, intelligence and charisma stats for his original base one uh, because it doesn't seem like his character would be charismatic at all from listening to the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm using this excuse is that when it comes to other middle management people, he's just like playing the room when it happens. Like he's just talking about like micromanaging, microtransgressions, anything micro. He's got it down. They're loving what he's doing. He's getting those little jokes out there. Ugh. Like this is the guy right here. This is the man. This, oh. There's gonna be like a pop up in a PowerPoint. That's like his number oh, yeah. one joke style. <laughs> oh, <exactly. laughs> uh, but yeah, it'll be fun. I'm gonna play him also uh, because this is a really fun variation, or one of the more commonly played ones for sorcerer is wild magic. Uh, a huge fan of it because I love the fact that something might just go wrong or amazingly right with it when you get to do those wild magic rolls. So. Wonderful. Awesome. Very oh, yeah. good. I think that captures Maxwell's supreme awkwardness. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Especially for the character uh, bio I wrote from as I put him as 60 as being very lanky and skinny but not in a good way. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone's surprised by how uh, uh, yeah lanky he is. Gaunt. Slender. Yeah. And, and yes, and he remains also, he's based on a, a cat person, right? Yes. So I did a, one of the cat breeds from uh, uh, the 5th edition like uh, logs you can get online. The exact one is, actually had that pulled up here. Uh, pulling that up right now, which was a mystic breed cat folk. Ooh, all right, very oh, good. Yeah. Okay, well, we're, I'm, I'm glad that he remains our our, our terrible little Garfield. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, we're excited to have our new cast members. We're very excited to get started with this. Uh, before we jump into kind of an update on the lore of the series, I want to talk a little bit about some new magic items. Uh, I gave all of our uh, all of our friends a new magic item, uh, so we're gonna go around and just like give a brief introduction to uh, our new tools of the trade. Anyone want to start? I guess we can start back with Brew. Yes. Yes, yes. Yes. My new magic item is a misleading memo, uh, <laughs> which was written long, long ago by by a coworker, and it doesn't make any sense at all. Um, so it confuses anyone who reads it. Uh, and if they roll, they have to beat a 15, and then I can convince them that the memo says anything that I want. Um and I can use that once per day. Mm -hmm. And uh, now Clorage the Pelican, uh, <laughs> he can function, I, I know this isn't a magic item, but he can function as an animal messenger. And that's... Well, very, very worth noting. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, he can now deliver messages for Broom, in mm -hmm. addition to delivering her mundane items. <laughs> <laughs> Which, don't worry, we're keeping that. Uh, excellent. Oh, yeah. Awesome. Uh, so I got two new items as well. Uh, the first thing is I got a Sung Sam Supernova S, which is my brand new spell book. Uh, basically, anytime I use a spell, if I hit on the high end of the spell, basically 10 or above, then uh, is it 11 or above? Oh, uh, no. So, like, whatever the spell's damage is. If you hit on the um, high end of the damage. Gotcha. Yeah. So, so it only applies to spells that do damage. Gotcha. So if I, like, roll a d6 and I get four, it, five, six on it, exactly. then uh, then it'll give the uh, person I'm attacking a lingering burn. And so they will focus on the burn that I just delivered and will uh, give them plus one damage for every turn. Um, I also got a new, uh, just, like, physical weapon, 
uh, and I can use blunt comments, and I can just say something just really dumb and uh, and probably annoying to a person, and it will cause one d6 embarrassment damage to them, uh, plus my dex and and um, and and it adds plus two to any attack. And the uh, the counterpart for that from D and D is that's a quarter staff. Yeah. Yes. So we've. Uh, the Agnes, you're next. Uh, yeah, I have um, a spear, which is actually my sarcastic comment. Um, it'll do one d six piercing damage, which we agreed was anxiety. Yes. Oh, yeah. And I also have Cut some this <laughs> sweet belt amp um, that so is cool. super super powerful. So it sucks the battery out, and I can only use it once a day. But whenever I do it, it gives me advantage in all my bardic spells for the next five rounds. Mm-hmm. Very good. All right. Yeah, and you have uh, what's what's your very particular guitar? Do you remember <laughs> it right now? Bless you. Uh, it was a uh, 1991 Gibson SD Standard Cherry. That was it. Yeah. That's <laughs> nice. From memory. Nice. Oh, very Damn, good, dude. Uh, and what did you name it? I can't remember. Now. Oh, I did name it. Um. It's a really good name. Check out the bio. <laughs> yeah, it's, in, it's in Agnes's bio on Machine Culture's it website. It meant something cool. Uh, well, uh, yeah, so I guess probably the most fantastical element of Agnes is that in this office place, she carries around a fucking electric guitar all the time. At all times. <laughs> yeah. I hope it's like strapped on your back when you're not using oh, it. You so know, just like a, yeah. just like a time. Like I don't know how <laughs> anyone can get up the courage to talk to this character. I'm very cool. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like then I should get like, my item uh, for the opposite of cool characters. <laughs> the most nerdy, easily intimidated character. Uh, you were telling me it was, I believe, the enamel pin of the three spirits, but I want to say the three kami. Yeah, you can say kami, yeah. yeah. Um, Fantasy? I, called it, uh, Fantasy. I, I nicknamed it the weeb brooch. The weeb brooch, which is a fantastic name. Uh, but he got it from uh, Fantasy Otacon, and it's a really cool little gizmo, but it's also a nice uh, collectible enamel pin from all of his favorite series. Uh, but it has three settings he can switch it to for the day, um, and it is very cool for what they do. I have the first one, the setting I believe was Hero, right? Mm-hmm. Or Heroin. Heroin. Yeah. Uh, for the Heroin, it basically will give it a uh, two saving throws I want to use for the day, uh, for any type of roll for a saving throw, which would be super handy. Uh, the second one, which I really liked, was Sinpai. Mm. Uh, so that, of course, means that I will have uh, plus one to my perception rolls, uh, which is very good. Because you got to notice me, Sinpai. Yeah. you got to notice. And then I also get, uh, ooh, uh, I wrote it down right here, too. Oh, plus one to my AC, too, which is fantastic. And then the third one is the anime villain. And that's going to be, ooh, I wrote that so tiny. Plus one to attacks, I believe. Mm-hmm. And uh, you also get uh, uh, advantage on uh, in- intimidation. Oh, advantage on intimidation. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I like to imagine uh, you can you can argue with me if you want, but I like to imagine that he wears it like right in the center of his tie. Like has no. Yeah. Hold <laughs> <laughs> oh, sweetheart. It's, just, yeah. it's like right on display. It's Once real. again, I, I like the idea of his character. He does everything so wrong. <laughs> he just has no human friends or contacts in any way or form. So like nobody tells him like. You don't wear it like that, man. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> it's not a tie pin. Yeah. Uh, and Stuart uh, maintains his tie pin of I'm, charisma. I'm my Python tie the pin, Python which tie gives pin. me plus two to my charisma. 
Um, and I also still have my Newsies cap of disguise on at yes. all time. We have a slew of magic items, and speaking of which, uh, Hobe is a treasure trove of magic items. He really uh, is. And uh, he, as you probably have surmised by me taking a DM role, is no longer going to be part of the party officially. Uh, Hobe's going to be functioning more as a uh, an NPC, an item shop, and a, a um, uh, occasional helper. Uh, somebody you can call in to battle if the circumstances are right. You're like uh, the wise old man that lives in the village where from. Yes, exactly. Yeah, he'll show up sometimes during uh, yeah boss fights or whatever. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> you're like the owl from uh, Legend of Zelda. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah. You see him just like sitting on a tree branch above you guys, like puffing on a joint. Like, hey guys, what's up? Uh, but, Did you get so, all that? <laughs> you get all that? Hey, listen. <laughs> uh, so uh, there'll be opportunities for you guys to use his magic items, the uh, the robe. The, the, the eyed robe, uh, we have uh, his bag of holding, and uh, his trove of potions, and um, the, the black dog statue, which I'm sure everyone's clamoring to use, because yeah. we somehow have still never used that fucking statue. Ooh, a, what's, it, what's it do? It's yeah. an obsidian dog statue, and it can transform into a magical dog, which can deliver messages, look out for you, something like that. And you can do it it's just, just like, a dog that you can, yeah. you can just have a dog that obeys your commands And then it recharges. Uh, but <laughs> we keep, like, threatening to use it, and then we never do. That poor dog's just, like, sitting in there waiting to pee. <laughs> it's like a Pokemon. <laughs> yeah. And it's just trapped inside its Pokeball. Oh, you're right, Connie. It's now just a Pokeball. It's a, it's a Growlithe. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, all right. Well, very good. We have one more thing that I would like to do before we uh, jump into, uh, well, this episode will end, and we'll, you guys can move on to episode one of this new season. Uh, but that is to give you guys a little bit of an update on the game. Uh, so we're uh, we're making some some changes to the game. Um, one thing that I uh, want to discuss, well, so two big changes. One is the game will now be open world. So <gasps> I have spent time. This first episode is going to be slightly on the rails because please don't make me cope with the entire thing all at once. Yeah. Uh, but I have basically the the to give a summation to the people who are about to listen to this first episode. Uh, there's a lot of changes in NPC Inc. because Hobe's best friend, this uh, mogul named Joni Hoffman, has purchased MPC Inc. And he immediately promoted Hobe to a position of power and then gave Hobe the power to hire Wait, some of his friends. Yeah. Oh. Quite Joni? a man. Where do you meet him? You're going to love Joni Hoffman. Uh, uh, there's a story behind his name, too. Uh, so, uh, so Joni uh, is this powerful mogul, and he bought MPC Inc., and he promoted uh, Hope, and then said Hope could take any number of his friends to make a, a department called Special Projects, which basically does virtually nothing. Uh, and uh, through some uh, drama that you'll see in our first episode, special departments <laughs> has or special projects has to answer for some of the bulldogs' past crimes. Uh, uh, <laughs> uh, 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 the the uh, name might die. I don't know if we we already change the name with Agnes and uh, uh, Maxwell on board, but uh, we'll see. I think you, you guys can debate that in game. I have a feeling that it will change because we used to be the zoo crew. It's true. And, yeah. that, and then we became the bulldogs. I think we're going to have some <laughs> new, new animal signifier. Yeah, but the bull, the uh, the bulldogs have to answer for some of their past crimes, and so you have uh, basically what I've created is a the whole office building now exists as our fantasy world, and there are different uh, what we're gonna call factions or like countries basically, and there's one for each of the departments that you guys have interacted with in the past, 
and in order to solve the problems of the company, you guys will have to adventure forth to different departments to solve their various crises and uh, perhaps a mystery too along the way. Uh, do you know the Do you know the departments off the top of your head? I sure do. Great. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so uh, we're, we're, they are uh, uh, marketing, which you guys interacted with in the quest to unionize or not to unionize. Mm-hmm. Uh, there is accounting, where Broob and Agnes came from. There is HR, where Hove came from. There is IT, where ch- Stuart ch- was. <gasps> uh, there's sales, where Maxwell came from, and then there is. Question mark. <gasps> a mystery department, yeah. Uh, so we'll see how long it takes you guys the to do it. The Department of Mysteries? Department of Mysteries, yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness. Uh, so we'll see. Uh, well, you guys are going to start out, of course, in Friendly Waters. We're going to be working with the marketing department first. Sure. But you kind of have the uh, freedom to go wherever you want. Uh, I will say that there are some places that are... Uh, in-game zones, so if you get too far away, you might find that the traps become intense, and I hope you take this me telling you to turn around. Uh, I'll just kill all of you. <laughs> we walk into one apartment, there's just a Gatling gun there. Yeah, like, yeah. Like, I, I honestly just wanted to walk d- immediately into the mystery department and just find a dragon there that just bites my head yeah. off. Uh, and then uh, that actually brings me to, and also, oh, also I should say that there's uh, some uh, outside zones. Uh, so we have the other companies that we've interacted in the past. Mm. Uh, Gemstone Designs, another uh, company in the building. And um, I don't think we've ever officially named them, but the law firm, the law which firm. we're calling uh, BS and Associates, oh, um, which is the law firm responsible for uh, the other villain of the series, Alan Bloodskull. Mm. Um, and then as a final note before we jump, before we end this episode, I want to talk a little bit about uh, what we're calling in this uh perception but not perception the way that we think of it as the throwing thing and that is the way that we're kind of changing around uh the uh classes and races in this mm-hmm. uh so i uh i i think we've had discussions about this on mic and off mic in previous episodes but i always want to kind of avoid having the races in D be analogous to races in real life because uh have you ever seen the movie bright and wasn't that problematic very problematic. Uh, yeah so uh basically what we're thinking about now is i'm, I'm gonna just you're gonna hear me say this a lot and that is you see so and so to them to you they appear as mm-hmm. and so that's what it is so in the world you can imagine that in this mundane world we're all human but we appear differently. We see dragons. Yeah, we see and dragons. We see... we see yada yada yada. And so that is going to be now a mechanic in the game. Cool. Uh, and what that is going to mean for gameplay. Otherwise, it's just like you can find all the, you know, why why is this person a dragon? It's because oh they're the big tough boss, you know, or like why is Agnes a tiefling because she's you know dark and mysterious and really kind of rad and unknowable. Uh, and. Uh, so death in this game, which uh, we're gonna start being a little rougher on you guys. Oh no! Death, death will result in a appearance change to a like lower creature. Uh, so if you know Stuart is a high elf, Stuart uh, uh, gets killed in one of our adventures. He has a uh, a, a crisis of conscience uh, with himself, and then the next day, perhaps he appears as a just mundane human. 
nothing particularly special about it at all. And if it happens again, perhaps he appears dude. as yeah, a uh, like a, a goblin. Like you can sight, so you can slowly like turn bad as you are uh, uh, mentally uh, eroded by this world of uh, embarrassment, anxiety, and despair. Uh, so you know, protect yourselves. <laughs> keep your friends alive because I don't want to make you guys into all like hellhounds. <laughs> protect uh, your heart, you know? Yeah, protect your heart. Keep keep people alive. Uh, and with that, uh, the game continues. There will be more dice rolls, more fun to be had, and more screwball adventures because uh, I didn't have a fun ending line. <laughs> because Hope's in charge yeah, now. Yeah, because Hope, you're, you're in goddamn Hope's world now. It's a world of I, I got a good idea for a closer. Keep there we it, go. Keep it crispy. <laughs> you heard it here first, ladies Wait, and gentlemen. Wait, before we go, let's talk about spirituality for like two hours. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I've been looking at rocks lately, so. <laughs> Keep it crispy, everybody. Okay, um, so yes, continue to look for new adventures every two weeks. Uh, we have a whole brand new slew of uh, uh, character art and character stat sheets. If you want to check out our new characters' builds, uh, up on machineculture.com. Also, if you haven't taken time yet to rate and subscribe and review this podcast, go ahead and do it. It's really easy, and uh, even though it's a pain in the ass, it really helps this podcast because it's not it's a, a pain in the ass. Yeah, you it's so absurdly easy. <laughs> if you have an iPhone, you can go to the podcast one and literally hit five stars. I know, yeah. And that's all we need because that actually really does help us is to move up on visibility on those things. And also, tell a friend because word of mouth is always my favorite kind of. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, or send us a check for a bunch of money and we'll start advertising this shit oh, for real. Good. Yeah, it just has a shit ton of money to they don't get a tattoo. Anymore. We'll make you an NPC if you get a tattoo. <laughs> oh, I do it. A, a tattoo. I'm not specific. <laughs> any, if, you get, if you get any tattoo and send us send a picture, us a picture, picture of, it, of it, we will make you a, a non-player character in our podcast. All right, you guys ready to go on some adventures? Let's yeah. do this. All right, let's listen get up, crispy. everybody. Bye. I might grab the other beer then. Do it. <laughs> This show has been brought to you by Machine Culture. Hi, I'm Martha Reddick, and I'm the host of the podcast Chronicles of Nannia, a nanny resource podcast made for nannies by me, a nanny. Each week on Chronicles of Nannia, I'm joined by a guest to discuss topics related to nannying. From how to build the perfect fort to how to legally pay your taxes, we cover it all. If you've ever accidentally told your friend, I need to potty, this podcast is for you. See you on the playground.